0: All right, am I on? All right. First of all, where's Shane? Shane, catch! Oh, not you. Shane! I want Shane. Right behind you. <laughs> I can't see! All right. All right, so as you guys probably know, um, we're going through the book of John ever so slowly, and we're actually going to take probably, I don't know, a while to finish it, and um, Sorry, I'm just setting up some stuff here. All right, I'm really excited about tonight. I think tonight is going to be awesome. And tonight is called Come and See, as you can see. And if you have your Bibles, who has a Bible, first of all? One, two, hold on. I'm going to get those guys. Where are they at? Hit me up. One, two. Oh, how many do I have here? Okay, and there's one here in the front, you guys. The front row sitters. Uh, okay, I'm gonna have to hit you guys up after. Here, over to the side. If you guys don't have them, come get me afterwards. I'll give you some stuff. Just show me your Bible, and I want to see it, and I'll give you one. And don't just swap Bibles to get free lollies. That's just that's just cheating. And Josh is already cheating because it's on his phone. Like that's gonna go anywhere else with him. I guess it is. It's all right. It's all right. I give him credit for that. All right. So John. 1 35 to 51 if you have your Bibles open up to there and if you have notes take notes because it's gonna be an awesome message. At least I hope anyhow. I hope God's gonna show up. So first of all, um I really want you guys to um first off before we start just to kind of take all your motives of why you're here, take all your preconceived ideas about God, take all your ideas about church and Christianity, and just Chuck them out the window, leave them at the door, wherever it is, just put them away. And I want you guys just right now just to come in without any ideas, any extracurricular things in your mind. Just put them away and just think about this passage here. And let this passage define who you know and think God is rather than those things in your mind. So I want you guys just to hear and come. Guys, come and hear what God is going to say. And um, we're always coming to um, hear, if you know what I mean, um, what we want to hear? Do you guys ever do that before? Like you come and you hear just what you want to hear. You take what you want to hear, and you actually don't know what these things are. And um, I used to, I used to do this a lot when I was in high school. I used to think that every girl that I talked to and talked back to me liked me. I don't know if you guys are like that. You're like, oh, he must like me because he talked to me. Like, I. <sighs> I know it was pretty naive to think that every girl would talk to me. There weren't many of them, so I figured that at least the one of them liked me, because the only one girl talked to me, and so um, my mom. But you know, so I thought that they, they would like me because they talked to me. So I I came with these kind of blinders on and thought, I just heard what I wanted to hear. They said hello, I heard I love you. Do you know what I mean? So I heard we, we have these ideas that we come and we only hear what we wanna hear, and so that's why I want you guys to kind of leave their motives, leave your ears, whatever it is, of your preconceived ideas at the door, and just come. Here, come to this word, come to this passage, and hear what God has to say. And um, the big idea tonight, if you come with those motives, those motives not have anything else in mind but to listen to him, if you come to Jesus, you will see who he truly is, not who you've made him up to be. You got that? If you come to see Jesus where you are tonight without anything else in store, you will come to see who he truly is and not what you want him to be to be. All right, so we're going to open this passage in John 1. I'm going to pray before I do that. So pray with me, guys. You can bow your heads. God, we thank you for your word. Thank you that it is truth and that you would come to give us truth and that you truly want us to listen to your words. I pray that you open up our ears of our hearts to hear you and understand you tonight and that you may um, just block the enemy from um, catching those and throwing them away or um, just the enemy from whispering in our ears things that are not of you, that are lies. Pray that your word will be um, captivated in our heart tonight. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. <clears throat> First point. If you want to know who Jesus is, you need to come and see for yourself. Okay? If you want to truly know who Jesus is, not who I say is, not who you want to see him, you have to actually come and see him For yourself, come and see him for yourself. And we're going to read this passage here together. So this is right after we talked about last week with John baptizing. So the next day, this is right after John baptized Jesus. The next day, um, again, John was standing with his two disciples. Uh, Let's see, we have here. Here's my disciples. We're going to be using these guys tonight. These are my disciples. All right, so this guy here is a disciple. We're going to call him John, John Wayne. Um, This guy here is a disciple as well, all right? So these guys are hanging out with John, his disciples, and all of a sudden Jesus walks by, okay? So I don't know what he's doing, kind of whistling. And all of a sudden, John comes and says, "Behold, the Lamb of God!" And they're like, "What?" So he says, "Look to him," and says, "Walked by and says, Behold the Lamb of God.'" And the two disciples heard him say this, and they follow Jesus. So I, I can just imagine, like, them be like, "Oh, that's that's the Lamb of God. All right, so sweet. Let's, let's go follow him." Okay, little puppet show, I know, demonstration. So they go off and they follow Jesus. Say there, all right, and the. Jesus turned around and he saw them. He was like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm um, oh, sorry, what are you seeking? And he said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And like, what? You want to see where I'm staying? I'm homeless. Like, what do you think I'm staying? So he says, where are you staying? And he said to them, come and you will see. So he turned around and said to them, if you want to see where I'm staying, you have to come with me. I can't just tell you. You have to come and you will see if you do that. So they came and they saw. I think those words are quite interesting. They came and they saw where Jesus was staying. And they stayed with him that day for it was about a tenth of an hour. So it was about 4 p.m. or so. So they're getting tired. They need a place to stay. So they come with Jesus and they saw where he was staying. I think there's more into this than saying, oh, I just saw where he lived. He lived under the bridge somewhere because he's he's homeless, right? Um, But they actually said that they came to see Jesus. Him And the actually word that came, um, come and you will see, rather, sorry, where are you, staying? The word staying there in the Greek actually means to abide or remain. So it's actually asking who, where, where Jesus comes from. Where Who is he? Where does he come from in, in his place? We carry on, and it says, one of the two who heard John speak and follow Jesus was Andrew, all right? So this little guy is going to be Andrew, Andrew the penguin, Andrew the penguin. And um, Andrew was Simon Piedman's, Peter's brother. We're, g- we're going to introduce that character in a little bit. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah. All right, here's where it gets fun. Uh, da, 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 da. This is Simon Peter. Okay, Simon or Peter, if you will. He's, got, he's the biggest last name. He means the rock, by the way. He's the biggest one. All right, so says, we have found the Messiah. And he's like, what? The Messiah? Really? show me, show me, I want to see. And so he said, he brought him to Jesus, do, 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 over here to Jesus. Um, Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. Oh, I didn't tell you that. how do you know? You know, you are Simon, the son of John. And he said, you shall be called Caiaphas, which means Peter, which also means the rock. All right. So, so far we got three disciples so far. We have Simon, Peter. We have Andrew, and we actually have this other person that's not named. And guess who this person is? Hamish. Not Hamish. I know he has this, doesn't have a shirt on. He's got a six-pack and he's got some guns here and here, but it's not Hamish. This is actually John. Now, you're probably wondering, who, who's John? John the Baptist? No. John, like the gospel of John. So this is the guy who wrote the book. All right? So it doesn't actually say, but most people who've um, done a lot of research say this is actually John. He never mentioned himself throughout the whole Bible as John. But he says, one of the disciples, or the disciple that Jesus loved. So this is John, the person who wrote the book. Now, interesting enough, John, who we wrote listening here, he is the only disciple to see Jesus from the start of his ministry all the way to the very end when he was crucified. The only one of the disciples is seen his whole way through his ministry. So he goes up and says, We have found the Messiah, Simon Peter. And he goes to his brother, we have found the Messiah. You're never gonna guess. And he's like, Messiah, what's that, right? Are you guys wondering what, what, what does Messiah mean? Messiah is actually translated into the word Christ. You guys heard that word before? Jesus Christ? His last name wasn't Christ. Not like we go into the Christ family and it's like Joseph Christ and Mary Christ. No, it's Jesus is his name and Christ is his title. His title is Messiah. Christ is the Lamb of God. Now, you guys are probably wondering what the Lamb of God is. So I'll tell you, there's a story in the Old Testament that goes like this. Um, in, e- in Egypt, the e- Hebrews, rather, they were enslaved by Pharaoh. Now, they were slave; They had to work all day long, all day night, and to build their pyramids and things like that. And so what happened was Moses came. Who guys heard of Moses before? Kind of a popular stud. Uh, most people have. All right, we're going to hear about him later on. Moses um, comes to Pharaoh and says, let my people go. Like, what? No, nah, get out of here. Like, all right, if you don't let my people go, you're going to see God put on ten plagues. He's so like, oh, well, I don't believe you. So time and time again, time and time again, he says, no, 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 and curse and curse and plague and plague and plague until they get to the 10th plague, which is the death of the firstborn son. And what the Jews are commanded to do is they take a lamb. They would have to kill the lamb, slaughter it, take the blood of the lamb and put it over their doorposts, right? Over their doorposts. And then that night when the plague came, the Spirit of God would come through and it passed every house that had blood of the lamb on the doorpost, because it was been sacrificed for that sacrifice already. And every house where there's not blood on that door, they would, the firstborn would die in that household. Now, we have this thing called the Passover lamb. The Hebrews celebrate this every single year to celebrate how God gave us out of Egypt, gave us out of slavery, and the sacrifice of the lamb saved them from their firstborn in their household. So when Jesus says that he is the lamb of God, he is saying that I... That is a foreshadow of me, that I am the Lamb of God, whose blood will be spilt, whose blood will be painted on wood, as in the cross, who you will be set free from slavery, that you put your trust in me, and evil and death will pass over you, and it's the word Passover. So that's where we get the Passover Lamb, okay? He's saying, I am the Passover Lamb, the Messiah, the Son of God. Let's keep reading, shall we? This is fun. The next day, he decided to go to Galilee. Who knows where Galilee is? Small little town in the middle of the east. Um, and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. This is Philip. He's a like pretty nice-looking disciple, Philip the pig. All right, Jesus says to him, he says, follow me. And he's like, oh, okay, let's see what he says. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, which is a city from Andrew and Peter. So these two guys are brothers, Right? peter and the, the penguin and this guy comes from the same place and jesus says follow me what does he do next let's read um uh, now nah, okay. philip found nathaniel and said to him we have found him who the law sorry we have found him of whom moses and the law and also the, of the prophets wrote who is moses Moses and the law of the prophets, we heard about in the Old Testament. Moses, the, the person who went to Pharaoh, right? He's back again. Now he wrote about who? The sacrificial lamb, the Passover lamb. We wrote about Jesus, is what he's saying. And he said, He is come, he's our Messiah. So Jesus says, follow me, and he says, okay, I'll see what this guy is all about. And so obviously he obviously ends up believing, because then he goes to another guy. This is Nathanael, which we'll read about in a second. We have found him to the law. Okay, Nathanael said to him, "Can anything good come out of Nazareth?" Philip said to him, "Now, can you guys think of like the smallest town in the area? What, what are some takers? What's the smallest, littlest town in the area? Middle of nowhere. Where? Tapuera. Wakefield. What? Um, so <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're just gonna just because it's, who's from Wakefield, anyways?" Okay, there's enough people here to make it not too intrusive. All right, so let's just say Wakefield, right? You know, small little town, way out there somewhere. You know, so it's, it's, it's a little town, don't even know it's there. You drive through it, oh, and gone out of it. So he says, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said, Peter. That's like, Can anything really good come out of Wakefield? I mean, come on. Really? That's, that's pretty much what he's saying. Oh, yeah, Mitch is like, oh, me. Um, but Philip said, this is, this is the cool part, are you Wakefieldians, people? Philip's, or Jesus says, or sorry, his brother says to him, sorry, Philip says to Nathaniel, what? Come and see. It's like, Mitch is like, what? You want to see what Wakefield's about? Come and check it out. Come and see for yourself. You can't just go listen to all these people bag Wakefield. You have to actually come to Wakefield and see for yourself. See, they have a countdown. See, that, you know, do they have a countdown? No, say, sorry, I was I was overestimating a warehouse? No, never mind. Alright, so see, come and see for yourself. Wakeful's a really cool place. <clears throat> it is actually a cool place. Now here's what we here's what we learn here. If people like to think that Jesus can't possibly be the way to God. I've heard people say this all the time. People, you can't, it can't possibly be the way to God. And we're like, why not? Well, I have, I have too many questions about Christianity. And like, well, what are you going to do about it? Well, nothing. Guys have questions. You can't make me think about So what? So you have all these questions, you're not going to do anything about it? And this is disease of that plagues the teenagers that you guys are now, is that we just do nothing. It's like, oh, I have all these ideas, all these thoughts, but I don't want to do anything. I'm lazy, I'm procrastinating, whatever, you know, procrastination, who's a procrastinator here? It's just me, okay, a few other people, thank you, thank you, I see the end, so I'm too busy, I don't care really enough, Um, so we just do nothing, but I'm telling you, like, if you ask yourself, things about eternity, and things are going to last, like, forever, they're probably things to, like, think about, and to maybe consider, And so, if you just sit around and do nothing, especially if you're a Christian, guys, if you say you're a Christian and you do nothing about it, this is just as much as for you as people who don't do anything. If you want to know who Jesus is, you have to do something about it. You have to what? You have to come and see for yourself. You can't just sit there and do nothing. And that's exactly what these disciples did, and that's exactly what Philip does. Now, if you want to know who Jesus is, you need to come without your motives. You know I said just leave your motives behind? Philip didn't come with any motives. He didn't come with any ulterior thing. He didn't say, oh, I'm going to prove this Jesus wrong. I'm going to go see that there is nothing good that can come out of Wakefield. I'm going to show him. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to see this guy is just Joseph's son the carpenter. He can't be anything. No, he didn't say that. He says, oh, I'm just going to come and see. I'm an open mind. I'm going to go check out what's really going on here. Jesus saw Nathanael coming. <clears throat> it's Nathanael again. He saw him coming and said, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom has no, is no deceit. No deceit? That means he's got no wicked ways. He's got no ulterior motive. He's got no um, scheme under his mind. He's going to prove to there's, you There's no ulterior motive. And so Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? I'm just a frog. You, can't, you, you don't know me. I'm a stuff. No. He says, How do you know me? That's what he says. Before Philip called you, as in Philip the pig down here, um, before Philip called you, you were under the fig tree. Now this is a metaphor of saying he was praying, he was meditating, he was thinking, he was um, in, in place of rest. So he must have been doing some sort of meditation or prayer. I don't know. We, the point is we don't need to know, but that's what he was doing. But whatever happened, Jesus knew exactly what he was doing is what he's saying. He said, I saw you. So Jesus is all-knowing and all-seeing. He sees everything. He says, I saw you. And Nathaniel answered him, Rabbi, you are... The son of God. You must be. If you knew exactly what I was doing before, you know the future. There's some supernatural stuff here. You must be the son of God. How else can you know that you know exactly what I was doing when you weren't even close to being there? And he said, you are the king of Israel. So Philip comes to him and says, you know everything about me. You saw me. You know my heart. You know my intentions. You must, you must be the son of God. And this is where um, uh, I get, oh, she's not here tonight, but I'll share anyways. I was really just praising the Lord last week when Emma Talbot was coming up here and sharing her testimony. And it was just really, it was really cool and amazing to see what God has been doing in her life. And she's going to be sharing um, on Sunday morning. So if you haven't heard, come and hear a bit of her testimony on Sunday. Um, She recognized that she was coming to church. She was coming to youth group. She was coming to Get Smart, coming to Easter camp, whatever they were. And she's coming with her arms folded and her foot tapping. Now, now, she, she admits this, and this is the, this is the best part about it. Is she, as soon as she unfolded her arms and stopped tapping her foot, she said that God, God spoke to her differently. She saw things differently and realized that she was missing out. That it wasn't about her. It was actually about God. Now, I don't want to just pick on Emma because I think Emma's a great person, but a lot of you guys right now are either folding your arms right now or they're folding your arms inside your heart. You're thinking, I don't, want, I don't care about this. Whatever, you can't. I'm just going to fold my arms and tap my foot. Now this, that's exactly what Philip didn't do. His arms are unfolded. His foot wasn't tapping. His arms are open. And his ears were open to listen and to see who God was. So if you're folding your arms right now, unfold them. Who are you? Awkward, I know. Everyone unfolds their arms. Brilliant. If, this is my last point, if you come to Jesus, you will see him for who he truly is. This is my favorite part. This is, this is where we're going to camp, and then we're going to finish up. Jesus answered, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe me? So, just because I'm supernatural thinking, just because I see everything, because I know the t- tensions of your heart, you might think I'm the son of God, but check this out. This is This is awesome. You will see greater things than this, he says, and he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you. Now, before we get this in, anytime he just says, truly, truly, I say to you, he's about to make some profound, awesome, sweet, killer statement, okay? So note it down. Every time you see this, truly, truly, I say to you, NIVs, they have, um, I tell you the truth. We're going to see, this happens 25 times in the Gospel of John. We're going to see this a lot as we go through the jo- Gospel of John. We're going to camp on these true statements. So he says, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And look at that at first glance, like, what is that? Now, I did a little research, and there's actually a story I want to share with you guys that connects this whole thing, this whole thing. This is where, this is where it gets really awesome. Have you guys ever heard of Jacob's dream? I'm just going to pack it for you guys really quickly. Jacob's dream, he fell down, had to sleep, and he said, Jacob left Beersheba and went towards Haran. He stayed to a certain place and stayed there at night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones, he placed it under his head and laid down in the place of sleep, and he dreamt. And behold, there was a ladder set on the earth, and the top reached heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. Now Jesus, this is, this is awesome. I hope you guys get this. Jesus says that I am that ladder. He says, I am this ladder here. He says, I am the ladder that comes that breaches, that connects heaven and connects the earth. And he says, if you come to me, you will see that I'm not just a prophet, that I'm not just a good guy, that I'm not just a smart person, that I'm not just a, the Messiah. I am the bridge that connects heaven and and the earth. And basically what he is saying is that I am God, that I am the Messiah, that I am the Lamb of God, that I am the King of kings, that I am the Son of God, that I want to bring my kingdom down to you. I want to bring my city down to you, that I want to bring my house to you, that I want to bring my love down to you. And guys, there is there's one ladder. That's what's so crazy. There's one ladder. There's one ladder... You know, everyone's wanting me to go to the very top here and stand on it and not fall off, which everyone will be really funny and laugh at me, but I'm not going to do it. This is about as high as I'm going to get because I'm getting scared of heights and I can hear myself too much. If I start shaking, if I fall down, you guys know the emergency, one, 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 right? All right, good. No one says yes. They're just going like, to leave and eat the supper without me. Awesome. He has come down to earth to be with you because he is interested in you. He wants to know you For who you truly are. Now, the question is, do you want to know him for who he truly is? Because he says that I am the what? I am the ladder. I am the gate. I am the narrow door. Now, there is two doors. There is a gate that is wide and that is easy. And that what? Many follow it, but it leads to destruction many follow it, and it leads to destruction. But Jesus says, I am the narrow door. I am the narrow door, and it, it is hard. That is difficult, and not many find it, and it leads to life. What he's saying, is, I've come down to heaven to show you this narrow door to me. He says, don't fall for the wide door, fall for the narrow door, because I am the ladder that connects that I'm the ladder that's bringing down my kingdom who wants to live in you. I'm bringing down my love that wants to live in you. I'm coming down to be with you, he says. And if you truly want to know him, that you truly have to just come and seek him. He says, just come and seek. If you're feeling like this makes like a lot of sense to you, um, that he just basically wants to know that he has come down here for you, particularly tonight, And he has come down here to know, to make you know, to help you know that he loves you. And the big question he keeps asking you, and you don't know why you're not responding to it, is will you come to him? Why won't you come to him? Because the first step is not believing. The first step is actually, like all these disciples, they came to him first, and then they saw. They first followed him and then tried it out without any ulterior motives, and then they saw Jesus for who he truly is, the Lamb of God. He is the ladder. He is the only way. A lot of people say, oh, he said a lot of good stuff, but I don't really believe in everything. Or he's a good person, but, you know, he's not really God. He said he is God. He says that he is the ladder, that he is the only way. If he's saying this to you tonight for the first time, I, I just really want you to not let that go, to not... To not let the enemy kind of cut the cut those off, to let the enemy wash them away, but just right now, if if you just want to bow your head and close your eyes, just wherever you are, just bow your head and close your eyes, and and, and just think about this passage, think about what these words are saying, think about the message that's been heard, think about Jesus's words about coming and seeing, and if you've never, if you've never came and truly sought Him, that you would do that tonight. If you've never truly come to Him and saw Him for who he truly is. Um, I just want you guys to just, where you are, just 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 stand to your seats. S- stand to your feet, rather. If you want to truly know who he is, and if you really want to come to him for the first time, if you really want to just say, I'm done with just not understanding, not knowing, I want to come and follow him truly, and you commit to following him, you just stand where you are. Just stand with your feet. Leave a couple more seconds. If you're kind of thinking of beating yourself over, should I stand up, should I not, should I stand up? Don't listen to that voice. Just listen to your heart. Listen to Christ. God, I just want to thank you just for your word, your love that you've sent down to us that you gave your life to us, that you are the ladder, you are the door, and I pray that we would come and seek you with all of our heart, without alternative motives, without our um, critical minds, that we would come and read you and understand you, and that you, we would see you for who you truly are, that you are the Lamb of God who has sacrificed himself, like you did in the Old Testament, on the doors in Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's house, but um, you have come to sacrifice yourself on the cross, And if we believe in you, that we would come to know who you truly are as as the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And give you thanks. And for this word and for your message, I pray to continue to linger on our hearts and to understand who you truly are. We pray in the Son's name, Jesus. Amen.